to chat with Yammy. I'm your host, Yammy. It's so nice to see, well, oh gosh, it's so nice to hear from you guys again. It's been a little while since I've been on. Uh, the podcast episodes aren't coming as frequently, but as I explained, if anyone saw my Insta Live video, been some stuff going on, um, hoping to turn around things a little bit more. Nothing too serious, though. But thank you guys still always for the support. Thank you guys for the follows on Instagram. We're almost at 600 followers on Instagram. That's insane to me. Thank you guys for the views also on Anchor and all the other podcast sites. You guys are also equally amazing for that. I cannot thank you guys enough for the support um, and the love that always comes in. I appreciate every single one of you. And if it's your first time listening to the podcast, welcome to an interesting place where we talk about the cryptid, paranormal, and supernatural world around us. So today it's going to be a little bit of a almost like re-intro episode. We've had a lot of new followers uh, since I did my first ever intro episode where I talked a little bit about myself. So I wanted to reintroduce myself, but I kind of wanted to give you guys um, a deeper background into how I became Cryptid Chat Yammy and how I have become my incredibly crazy self to this day. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, we're going to do it in four parts. I know that makes me sound incredibly narcissistic, but I promise it's going to be a fun little time and um, maybe you guys will be able to relate to some of the some of the experiences, some of the things that brought me into this community. Maybe you are somebody that's like just getting into this community. So hopefully you enjoy that and maybe get some resources too to connect a little bit further. Um, before we start, I do want to send some absolute positive vibes and love over to, again, all the areas that were affected, uh, are currently being affected by Hurricane Laura. Um, that is hitting the Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana area here in the U.S. Um, it made landfall as a Category 4, very strong, almost Category 5 hurricane, and that's absolutely insane. So if you or any of your family has been affected, just know that we send our absolute love for you guys, and let us know if there's anything we can do to support you guys further as well. So Send them some love, my friends. Send them some love. We're going to go ahead and get started here um, into, oh, Jesus, into the wonderfulness of how I have become what I am now. So we are going to start with part one. So I've talked a little bit about my background and my upbringing um, but again, for those of you who are new or if you want a little bit in, of an in-depth, um, I really believe strongly that every single person has a story. We all have our own upbringings and tales to where, to why we are the way we are and where we, how, where we have come from and are going kind of a deal. Uh, so a bit about my background. So first of all, with my family, I am the oldest of two so I'm the oldest daughter. My family are both from, my mom and dad are both from Puerto Rico. All of our families from Puerto Rico, we have been on the island pretty much as long as our family tree can be uh, traced back to. So um, family, okay, so we have mom's side, we have dad's side. So mom's side, um, in the terms of like supernatural, paranormal, cryptid, they, I guess you could say, have the most quote-unquote connection to that. My mom's side has always been uh, very religious in um, the faith, so, uh, so Catholic origins, also just like in general uh, Christian belief origins. Um, I have, I always love to throw out my favorite fun fact, and like it's always fun to throw out a party, is like my great-grandmother was an exorcist, which is always fun, sanctioned through the Catholic Church, was exorcising then demons literally until nearly the day that she died of cancer. So go off, um, go off, sis, there. So she apparently had the ability 
um, according to my family, to, like, basically, like, be able to look at you sometimes and basically tell you all the shit you've done in your life and this, this, and that, which is absolutely terrifying, but also incredibly badass at the same time. Um, so, my family on my mom's side, like, strongly believes that there's, like, that people can have gifts and things like that. So, whether you think of, like, psychics, mediums, and things like that as, like, being gifts or whatever, um, or people that just can seem to have, like, be more attuned to certain things and having more experiences than others to, like, the supernatural. Um, that's what my mom's side was. They inherited all those freaking great genes, um, and we love that very much because with things that get inherited, like genetics, they get passed down the family tree, and it's wonderful. So, all that stuff is really on my mom's side. They have that belief um, that gifts can be passed down, and they believe that some gifts have been passed down in our family tree, like being able to have dreams about certain things, um, being able to see certain things that most people can't see, being able to, like, stand up against things that are evil in this world and stuff like that. Um, which, growing up as a child, let me tell you, that is freaking scary to be able... Like, my mom said it, like, so, like, proud. Like, wow. You know, your grandma, when she was this old and she did this, and I'm like, is this supposed to make me feel better? I don't want to see that. I don't want to deal with... <laughs> like, that was never something that I wanted uh, to ever have to deal with. My dad's side of the family, really, uh, there's not much that we know um, in terms of, like, their connections to this world. Like, we do know that they are, like, they have been practicing Catholics, give or take, um, but it's kind of muddy, and we're not fully sure um, where that tree goes to, which is, like, both, like, relief, a little bit, like, a little bit of a relief, but also, like, terrifying, too, because then you're like, oh, freak, what the heck is what could lie in the unknown, you know, kind of deal. Uh, so that's, like, my family. And we were, growing up, we weren't, um, we were, like, we, like, knew of, like, we had, I guess you could say, like, we had kind of, like, beliefs in, like, a god and this, this, and that, but we just, like, didn't really, like, go to church too, too much, like, on and off, like, basically, like, you go to Christmas and you come back on Easter kind of a deal. Uh, for the fancy dresses. We didn't really go to church until, like, later in life when I was around 10 years old. Um, so, all those things that happened prior to 10 years old were, like, in my opinion, like, 10 times more terrifying because it's, like, I really have no fucking explanation for this kind of video. Uh, <laughs> so, if you've heard some of my past podcast episodes or if you've seen some of my interviews, I'm pretty open about, like, my experiences growing up with the supernatural, uh, cryptid world. Um, not everybody, and don't feel bad, like, if you're like, well, shit, I don't really have a, like, I don't have too many experiences. I don't know if, like, that's okay. Everybody's different. Like I said, everyone has a story. So, I just happen to have, unfortunately... And fortunately, I guess in some cases, like experienced uh, several different things in my life that I cannot explain to this day. And ultimately, I feel like they just like pulled me into this world even more so. Um, so as a kiddo, before I could even fully comprehend too many things, and I just always had a very, very big imagination and only child for the first almost four years of my life. So I was lonely and I talk a little bit about how I had an imaginary friend that turned out to not really be imaginary, but only I could see and describe. And thankfully, um, whatever it was did not follow me when we left there. Um, but when we moved to Colorado, um, we had me and my sister and neighbor, we had an encounter with what now I realize it was like a big black cat sort of cryptid um, that still I can't to this day explain and I honestly thought I was gonna die, um, which is equally traumatizing as a child to hear. Um, and then I later found out that that's not incredibly uncommon in Colorado and in most of North America to have these uh, encounters with big black cats. So it's, it's great when you share trauma with people, it makes you feel a little bit better, I guess, inside. So, 
periodically throughout my childhood and upbringing, I had different, I guess you could say like paranormal experiences. Um, and I hated them. God, like <laughs> y'all don't even know as a child, I was like, even though I was like brave as a kid, I guess as I got older, like that started to like deteriorate real fast. The world numbed me. And, like, when I would have experiences that I couldn't explain, like, see something in my hallway. Or, like, have a weird dream, have a sleep paralysis encounter, which was horrifying. Um, like, that was, like, I was so afraid. Like, I was, like, when, you know, when you're a kid and people are like, oh, you're afraid of the dark. But I was, like, legit scared of the dark. Like, to this day, y'all can laugh at me. I sleep with a nightlight. And I have to have, like, some kind of noise in the background, like, pitch black silence is my worst nightmare will not do to this day because of the experiences i've had in my childhood and it's nothing like incredibly traumatic it's just like you know when you think that there's something watching or you feel something or like you did maybe you like actually saw something out of the corner of your eye and you like are paralyzed and you can't sleep yeah that's like not what i want to happen to me so i just you know turn on my Disney Plus and put on something from Disney Junior. Um, last night I turned on Little Einstein, so I was going on a trip with my favorite rocket ship as I was falling asleep. And y'all can laugh at me, but that's how I deal with the stuff. Um, luckily, as I've gotten older, it seems that stuff has calmed the hell down, which is incredibly great. But again, growing up as a kid, Anytime you experience something you can't explain and you, like, go to your parents and they don't have an explanation or they give you a worse explanation, it never helps your fears, right? You're growing up, you're developing, you're establishing, like, what can you trust, what is safe, what is not safe, all these kind of things, and then, like, throw in unexplainable things that make you feel incredibly scared. Yeah, that, that, that'll do it. That'll, that'll cause some fun stuff. In my last podcast episode with my sister, we talked a little bit about, like, our religious background and how, you know, we grew up um, when we did start going to church in a Spanish um, Pentecostal church, which is probably not something that helped me now that I look back at it um, with these experiences because, like, it amplified it. Like, you go to a church that deal, well, not deals, let me, like, ooh, let me phrase that, um, that, like, talks about and believes heavily in the supernatural and, and those things so like now you have in your mindset like that what if I'm seeing something that's this and this isn't that and like it like adds an explanation but it's not the explanation you want so I think that didn't ever help me at all and I think it definitely caused some sleepless nights even to this day kind of a deal and we'll never forget after my sleep paralysis episode, which I mean, we have, I think was sleep paralysis. I, I like to say it was sleep paralysis because the um, flip side to that is terrifying to think about. I like literally, guys, I literally took my Bible and I put it under my pillow and I slept for like, I had to have probably slept for like several days. Um, with my Bible tucked under my pillow because I was like, obviously the demons can't get me if my Bible's under my pillow. Um, absolute logic at that age, sure. Um, but that was like, yeah, it's, it's scary when you, maybe you can, maybe you can relate. Maybe you've had like experiences that you can't explain. And especially when they border on like the negative or like the scary that's when it's like ah oh, nah nah screw this i'm out kind of a deal like like <laughs> or when you're the only one dealing with it kind of a deal like that's rough that's rough and then like uh, me and my sister later in life began to like share a bit more of like um some of the things that we hadn't shared growing up because you know you just don't share because you don't think anyone's going to believe you and stuff like that. And then we began to realize that we had certain shared experiences um, and certain things um, that we saw that were identical, which is great. You love that. You really love that because, yeah, 
No, absolutely not. <laughs> to this day, I'm like, absolutely not. I don't think so. So again, maybe you can relate to any of those kind of experiences. Um, you're not alone if you experienced them. Yes, they're scary. Um, now, growing up, you know, I take them with a grain of salt because like, there's, I know psychology plays a lot into certain things. Your mind is extremely powerful. I know that um, influences around you like religion and stuff like that can also play a role in your, in the way that you interpret and experience things. So again, I kind of look back and I take things as a grain of salt. And then I also like understand, like, I feel like the more I try to understand and the more I research and stuff like that, it kind of gives me a little bit of a peace of mind because one, I realize I'm definitely not alone in these experiences. And two, um, there's people actively trying to understand and give me explanations. And I'm definitely a person like that I need explanations and explanations help me sleep at night. So <laughs> if that's you, hey, we relate and that's absolutely okay. Um, but that's like really like, the paranormal side of things, especially uh, the cryptid side and like with UFOs and stuff like that. I have had a UFO sighting. Um, I had a cryptid sighting when I was younger. So like I feel like I've had like the big three, the paranormal, the cryptid, and the UFO. It's like this this triangle of experiences. But I never asked for them. I never wanted them. And quite frankly, if I'm honest, I would rather have gone my whole life without them. But I guess it's given me a unique um, situation in that like now I'm here talking about these things in a podcast. And I can understand um, these three different worlds, I guess you could say, of these three different, like, divisions of, like, the supernatural community um, a little bit too personally at this point, honestly. So, that's really kind of, like, my upbringing, my childhood in a nutshell. Again, I've gone through some of these stories in past episodes. So, if you want to hear me talk a bit more about um, my childhood um my riveting childhood i talk about my um my cryptid experience in the first intro episode and then i've also chatted with um jeremiah over at bigfoot society about it too in depth um i have talked about my paranormal uh, experiences sleep paralysis and stuff like that on my first story chat episodes if you want to check that out or again in Bigfoot Society's podcast. We've chatted a bit about all that good, um, traumatizing, debilitating sort of kind of things that you don't ask for, but you know, shit just happens and you just gotta kind of deal with it. But that's, that's my lovely childhood in a nutshell. So if you're like looking back at that and you're like, damn, this explains a lot of why she's like as spazzy and like as like scared of everything as she is honestly that's okay when I look back I say the exact same thing so if you're like me I understand you if you're not like me and you're like hell yeah paranormal okay good for you I'm so proud that bravery and courage are your forte they're not necessarily mine but it's okay because we're all we're all made differently right we all celebrate our differences and our similarities and honestly good for you guys because you guys will run into those buildings and i will sit outside at a base camp and make sure you don't die so we all need each other am i right so part three i know i did like one and two like combining together but time. We're part three. So when you have experiences you cannot explain, or when you're a very curious, thirsty mind, you usually will try and find explanations. You'll research. You'll, you will either go to or actively avoid, I guess, is like the two ways that you can cope with that. So little Yammy, going through a lot of these things, or at least, like, seeing, knowing about these things, um, 
as terrified as I was, I was such a traumatized little child. <laughs> just kidding. I mean, I, I joked that I was like really traumatized, but like, I came out pretty okay, I think. Um, my curiosity took over, I think, my fear. And it led me to research and it led me to want to look for answers um, and just like validate also like the things that had happened to me. Like, please tell me I'm not going crazy. Please saying this is not in my mind kind of a deal. Um, so that's when I began to like open and broaden my horizons. And that's when I realized that there's stuff out there, resources that could help me understand what was going on. And it from there took off and through TV, books, and media, I realized that there's an entire community of people that have experienced things, that have seen things, that know about things, that um, research things, that really think that certain things exist that I had no idea about. Like an entire world out there of incredibly smart, intelligent, people that also are kind of like me and as a kid you know looking for like acceptance and stuff like that I was like yeah this is it so on tv um that was probably my first exposure like my first like real big heavy exposure was through tv and at the time like I was already kind of a nerdy kid so I used to watch a lot of the Discovery Channel, History Channel, Animal Planet, Nat Geographic, all that sort of things and I began to realize and watch, uh, realize that there was like shows that I could watch that dealt with these kind of topics that I had so many questions about so like I dived straight into it like I absorbed as much of these documentaries and these tv shows as much as I possibly could and that's when I realized holy shit not only are there like because in my head it was like there's ghosts there's demons and then there's like the chupacabra and that's it like in my mind it was very like I had an idea but like there was like it was very like tiny and then when I dived into this world I was like oh my god there's so much more oh my gosh like I was over like it was like information overload in my head like uh shows like monster quest uh lost tapes is it real ghost hunters ghost adventures it blew my mind i had no idea that there was so much more out there in the world than existed in the four walls of my little house in florida like i didn't know and then like the biggest like especially in the cryptid side of things the biggest thing that blew my mind was bigfoot when i first heard of bigfoot and i saw like the patterson uh gimmel um tape and I began to see other, like, photos and tracks. In my mind, as a child, I made, like, I, there was literally, like, no doubt in my mind that Bigfoot was real. Like, I was, and I couldn't believe that, like, people weren't talking about Bigfoot and all these other things more. Like, how can you not talk about it when thousands of people have experienced it? So, like, I would, like, probably annoyed the shit out of my parents with this stuff like I was like mom did you know have you heard about Bigfoot and did you know that like he's approximately this high and that he's been seen in this this and this places and like all this sort of stuff and my parents were they knew I was really like kind of nerdy and curious so they just kind of like blew it off and they're like yeah you know okay yeah wow Bigfoot oh cool um but I was, like, so totally blown away. And then when I found out about the Loch Ness Monster, the same thing. I was like, there's no way. Nessie is not real. And then the same thing, like, I already, like, again, culturally, I already knew about, like, the Chupacabra. But, like, when I began to, like, see, like, the, like, evidence of, like, the animal mutilations and all this stuff, I was like, you cannot tell me that something isn't doing this. All these thousands of people that have had sightings, they cannot all be lying. There's no way, man. Like, I literally became, like, a hardcore, like, cryptid fan as a child. Like, I was so excited and, like, just absolutely absorbed every piece of information that I could. Like, 
it was so real to me and it was so like like i was just like man i want to be those people on those expeditions i want to go squatching like i want to try and find the evidence and i don't know if it was like like, like a subconscious thing of like I've experienced things that I don't have evidence for. So maybe if I can find evidence for other things, like, you know, it's like a credibility thing. Even as a kid, man, I was, I was wild. I was a wild kid. But like that really like opened my mind to like this entire world. And like, and then on the flip side, it also like, I, I, like I was intrigued but like I also try to stay away from especially like the paranormal side of things so like even though I would occasionally sneakily watch ghost hunters or ghost adventures I was also literally like scared the hell out of them like I refused to watch them (laughs) like once the sun set I was like that's it no more no more we don't watch any of this like and I think that was honestly like again partially because like I grew up with weird experiences partially because I grew up in, like, a very supernaturally religious church um, that kind of, like, it's a bit of a fear factor to it. And then also, like, I felt like the the media I was exposed to, like, both intrigued me and scared me. And, like, okay, please don't laugh at me. Don't laugh at me. And I said that a lot this episode, but please don't laugh at me. Um, I'm not sure if y'all remember a show on Cartoon Network called Courage the Cowardly Dog. There was one episode. First of all, that, that show was just 5,000 5, pounds of WTF. Um, it honestly, I, I don't even know how the hell I watched it as a kid. My, my dad thought it was hilarious, all the weirdness of that show. But there's an episode, and I kid you not when I say it, 24 years old right now. I still cannot watch that episode. Um, and it was an episode where it was like an Egyptian curse with like this like slab and like this like pharaoh mummy creature was like outside of their house. And I get like anxiety thinking about it. And it like paralyzed me as a child. Again, 24 years old now. I will not watch that damn episode. And if my sister's listening to this, you can laugh at me all you want. It's not funny. Child trauma's not funny, man. So, it'd be like that, okay? It'd just be like that. If you're a scaredy person, you have come to the right place, okay? And if you're the opposite, you just hang tight in there. It's fine. So, I would watch most of these things behind my mom's back Uh, because again we were in the church right now and in the church's mentality that we were in is that like it's either good or bad there's no in between there was not very much there's no it was really no room for questions like when i asked my mom about ghosts she was like no those are demons and i was like but there's stories that aren't bad there's stories of like something that helps somebody i don't understand she's like no that's that's a lie it was a trick and i was like it just like i wasn't like it just didn't fully make sense to me i'm like why can't there be something in between like why is it only black or white like i i didn't understand why i couldn't ask questions but because like that was her like it wasn't really her mentality but because we were in the church it kind of got indoctrinated into us um that like we couldn't watch Harry Potter because it was witchcraft. I laugh right now as I have Hufflepuff merchandise hanging around my room and my little Harry Potter wand um, on display. But that was, like, indoctrinated in us. Like, you stay away from that stuff. You don't ask those questions. You don't dabble in those things. Um, like, astrology stuff I got, that's from the devil. You don't get involved in that. And now I'm like, oh, look at my little crystal sitting on my door. <laughs> sitting on my windowsill. Catching some sun. Um, we love we love character growth. But because I these things were, like, so forbidden to really, like, go into. Like, the cryptids were, like, fine. But, like, especially, like, the supernatural. You, like, don't ask questions about that. Which doesn't make sense to me now. But it'd be like that. Because of that, I would really watch most of the stuff behind my mom's back. Um, and then I would go out and try to find answers on my own. And at the time, as a kid, um, I didn't have a computer. I didn't have a phone. So I would go to my school's libraries or to libraries in general. 
to research myself as a kid and try to find answers or try to like get more information about these topics. So I started with like nonfiction type books. So like different cryptid books about like again Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster, the Chupacabra, things like that. Uh, the day I found out about the Mothman was life changing. If you guys have been on the podcast heard enough you know that your girl is the biggest Mothman queen on the planet. I love me some winged cryptids. Uh, but, like, I kept trying to, like, absorb as much as I could uh, as a kid. And then that led me into the non- the um, fictional world of books. And that really, you know, really, really had some, some type of effect on me. I, I will say that now. Um, I was like, this, this came to me, you know, when you have like, out of nowhere, you just remember something from your childhood that you had forgotten for years. This next part was literally that. So I stumbled across, like, I knew that there was, like, certain fictional books about scary things. So, like, Goosebumps and things like that. But I didn't really, like, care much for them, if I'm honest. Um, I was just like, no, that's too spooky. I'm not about that kind of a life. So everything changed for me in the fictional realm of, like, the supernatural literature. When I ran into books... From an author named Mary Downingham. And if that name sounds familiar to you, it does not shock me because Mary Downingham is one of the, if not the best selling, um, like youth teen um, authors, I guess like young adult authors um, for supernatural literature. And yep, I can attribute her to a lot of nightmares I had as a kid um but so she she has books like um the old Willis place wait till Helen comes um she literally has like if I search up like books by her like so many books it's like deep and dark and dangerous and this woman is honestly a queen I would love to meet her one day. I, she, well, she scared the shit out of me as a child, and I'd love to tell her that. Um, she really did, like, inspire me through her, it's like a weird, like, you're, like, scared, lost, like, admire, um, sort of a thing. And, like, she's been really, she's been literally publishing books since 1979, all the way up until, I think, last year was her last book. Um, and, she is the best, the best. She was born in 1937, and yet literally just last year, she was still publishing um, young adult books, and they're all, like, spoopy. Most of them are spoopy. And, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, this entire section is just me fangirling over Mary Downingham. Um, but, like, that really, like, blew my mind as a child, and I absorbed her books like nobody's business and I would read them secretly behind my mom's back I would I would like check them out in the library and I would keep them in like my backpack or keep them in like my uh my desk at school and I would read them and I would read them and then I'd finish one and I'd grab another one and I'd just keep going back and back and forth and it like it really like fueled me even further to want to research and know more. So then I branched over to like haunted location kind of books and UFO books. Like I kept like flip-flopping like between nonfiction and fiction because like, like it's like the fiction would inspire me to then look for the real, if that makes sense. Um, but it, again, it just made me so curious as a child. And then it's what led me to now at 24 years old still having such an intense thirst and curiosity for this stuff and even making this podcast was because of all these things growing up and i'm i feel really blessed that like growing up i had all these resources and like even now like the supernatural world 
and community has blown up. Like, now, back when I was a kid, you were still, like, kind of looked at, like, crazy if you were, like, heavily into this stuff. But now, you're, like, not as crazy because media has exploded more and, like, we've connected more and now people are realizing, like, oh, shit, maybe there's, like, (laughs) maybe there's, like, some kind of truth to some of these things or, oh, my God, me too, that's happened to me, like, kind of a deal. So, Again, maybe you're, like, reading, maybe you're, like, listening to this and you're, like, oh, my God, Monster Quest, I freaking loved that show, like, or you're just, like, having flashbacks to, like, other shows, like, Unsolved Mysteries and things like that, like, I am so thankful, like, media has really helped, I think, to, like, push this community out to where it has, um, and I feel like now there's almost, like, an inundation of it, like, there's so much media and resources about this. So y'all suck that in as much as you can and enjoy it because the exposure has been great. The resources are great. Now I'm just riding this wave. So here I am, part four. Here I am at 24 years old. All that stuff that I've talked about has made me who I am today. Um, I continue to still research and soak in as much as I can. Uh, some of my favorite recent, like, media outlets have been, like, um, YouTube has, like, really, like, blown up uh, for the supernatural community. People posting things, sightings, people doing, like, documentaries and, like, their own research into things. And then, like, um, I'm a huge fan of BuzzFeed Unsolved Supernatural. I think they do a great job of simultaneously scaring me but also like calming me the hell down which is a great time anytime I can laugh about laugh with you I feel so good inside it just makes me feel so much better like other tv shows like fact or fake paranormal files uh you know all these things like that exist now like holy crap I think like the travel channel has literally become like the spoopy channel like there's so many paranormal resources out there and like cryptid shows on like the discovery channel history channel it's crazy so like if you're one of those people that's still new to this community or you're somebody that's been in this community for a while and you're just like where do I look where do I go um don't be afraid to start like again through tv through media through youtube through podcasts like this um through Go out and, you know, look, there's so many books that have come out, especially recently. Um, I'm slowly building my, like, cryptid library. So she's a little small right now. We just have, like, three books. I have uh, Cryptozoology A to Z. I have, of course, The Mothman Prophecies because that is Chef Kisses, a true beauty. Thanks, John Keel, for that. And then I have uh, Destination Truth. Um, Josh Gates is like memoir, which is really funny. Again, I love a funny one. Um, I'm hoping to expand further. So if you guys want to drop me any comments, um, emails or anything of like of some books where you're like, you have to have this in your library, please do, please, please do. But, you know, I'm really, really blessed to be where I am now. I feel like I am a lot less fearful because I've been able to learn more and connect with other people. I can openly talk with people like you guys and debate things like the cryptid, the paranormal, the supernatural, things that I hadn't been able to do growing up. Like, that is such a blessing to me. And, you know, I have such a, again, still a wide-eyed curiosity and thirst for these things. Um, still respectful. I, I, I like to say I, I am respectful from a distance about certain topics. Um, but... I'm, I feel like the more you learn, the less you fear. We fear what we do not know kind of a deal. Um, so I'm super thankful to learn more. Um, currently, I am my favorite points of interest, you can say, now here at this point in time, sitting on my bed recording this episode about me life and what's brought me here, what has helped shape me into the amateur resource, the, the, the amateur researcher slash podcaster that I am today. 
Um, you know, again, still so huge on cryptids. I love learning about like international cryptids, like the cryptids that you don't really hear a lot about. Um, cultural cryptids like that are tied to like cultural legends. I love that so much. Still a big Mothman fangirl, will always be a Mothman fangirl. And winged crypt like winged cryptids in general. I love that. They're my favorite. Conspiracy theories, I entertain them. Um, again with a grain of salt. But I do think that there's some some truths potentially hidden in some of those things. So I don't I don't mind looking in every now and then. Do I think some of them are batshit crazy? Yes I do. But you know, you could some people say people that believe in Bigfoot are crazy too, so I am open to, I guess you could say, um, some of these kind of things. I love psychology as I get older and understand more. I love to see the role psychology plays in this community and in sightings and experiences and how it can explain some things and can explain other things. Like, that's really cool to me. The older I get, um, Surprisingly, with all of my religious trauma that you've seen in the past podcast episode, I'm still religious for the most part. Um, I think the older you get, the more you, like, you cement your views of life and whatnot. So I've been able to learn for myself and, like, cement my own views and, like, put apart um, the views of others and the, like, the, the views that people think you should have kind of a deal on certain things and be open um, with my religious views, I guess you could say. So I still like, though, um, any, like, supernatural and religious connections and ties. And I love talking to people, especially that are in that same sort of boat that, I, that I'm that i in, um, because I think it, it's, it's really cool to get, like, perspectives from everyone. But at the same time, I will also love to sit down with people that don't necessarily have religious views or have very different religious views and see how that has affected the way that they view uh, the supernatural and cryptids and things like that. So I'm just all about sitting and talking to people if you haven't heard. Um, so still to this day, cryptid research. I love to research. I love to research myths and legends, which is why I have the cryptid chat uh, Instagram. So every time I see something or I hear about something, I want to share it with you guys. I'll do a little bit of, like, brief research and just share a little tidbit with you. So I hope you guys have enjoyed that, and I'm hoping to bring a few more uh, newer ones. Hopefully I introduce you guys to things that you haven't heard about before or maybe give you more insight into some things that you have heard of. But in the future, I would very much like to continue researching. I am I love to write I love to write a lot, and I think it's because I was such a booky worm when I was a keto. So, who knows? Maybe one day I will write a book. Um, I don't think I'm nearly skilled or, like, qualified to, like, write, like, a cryptid or, like, a supernatural kind of a book. Because, again, I, I do consider myself an amateur for the most part. But maybe I'll write a book one day. Who knows? Um, I would love to visit and travel to some of these places, like, really go and, like, bring, um, to personally experience, like, and see these places tied to legends, tied to lore, tied to big events or things like that, um, safely, of course, and I won't, I'm not going to go and do stupid things, but <laughs> I would like to one day go and travel and visit and investigate um, certain places. So I'm coming for you, Point Pleasant, West Virginia. I will, I swear it, I will go there one day. Um, Roswell, New Mexico, I'm coming for you too. And all these other places in the U.S. <laughs> uh, probably U.S. first because, you know, budget and whatnot. But I do have a passport, so maybe we'll go international one day. Um, but yeah, that's where I am at today. My pat, what came before me, what made me me, what influenced me, and where I'm at right now. 
So I just wanted, again, to give you guys just a little bit of background into that. If you're new, if you've been here before, um, I always want this podcast to be fun um, and also just something that you can relate to um, in any way. So I hope that you guys were able to relate to some of those things, experiences, and whatnot um, that I've been through. I want to encourage you guys that no matter where you sit in like this community, whether you are a beginner, whether you are just a curious soul, whether you are a expert, whether you are somebody that's already researching and going out, like I encourage you to always stay curious, always connect with others, reach out to the community, um, and let's just all grow together. Let's continue to encourage each other to grow together. Let's keep the community positive and uplifting because there's strength in numbers. So the more people out there, the more interest, the more research, the more evidence, and the more breakthroughs. So I strongly believe that we are better together. We are a team. So I hope that I have inspired you or just made you be like, you know what? Damn, you know, listening to her stories, this explains a lot about her behavior. Yeah, it really does. It really does when I look back on it psychologically too. (laughs) But um, I am happy to be the crazy, curious soul that I am to this day. And I'm thankful for you all that I get to share who I am with you guys and continue to research further with you guys, with the support, with the love out there. And yeah, that's my craziness in a nutshell. So we've reached the end of our episode. Um... I like, as I was like talking about all this stuff, I was like, I wonder if this feels like a filler. Maybe it, maybe it is a little bit of a filler, but that's cool. Um, <laughs> again, just a little fun, little relaxed kind of episode, really a little in, introspective kind of an episode, a little nostalgic throwback look at your life and examine where you've come from kind of a deal. So I hope you guys still liked it anyway. Um, moving forward with other episodes coming out. I do have a bunch of ideas to um, continue exploring the stuff out to there. But I need your help. Yes, I am asking for you. You right now, listening in your car, listening as you're doing your yoga or workouts, listening as you're eating that pizza. Listen up. This is for you. If you have any stories you've personally experienced, your friends have experienced, any legends or lores tied to your town or something that you know of and you're like, I think this is good. I think this is spoopy. I think this is unexplainable. Drop them in my Instagram DMs, please, please. That is at cryptidchatgirl on Instagram. But also we have a email. So you can also email me at, and I always second guess my emails if I didn't even know it, but I like to pull it up because I like to get it right, at cryptidchatyammy at gmail.com. But even further than that, I would love to start doing interviews on this podcast. So if you would like to be interviewed for this podcast... Also send me an email or a DM and let's collaborate. Um, I've had a lot of fun doing interviews with other podcasts and I've had a lot of fun listening to other interviews. So I think it'd be fun every now and then to do a interview with somebody, with a fan, with um, an expert, etc. So anyone at all, if you're interested in um, being a part of the podcast, let me know. I would be super excited and honored to have you guys on the podcast. So thanks again, guys, for listening to this briefy episode of Crypto Chat with Yami. Again, thank you guys so much for the support and the love. If you have not followed us on Instagram, make sure to follow us for the newest updates. If you have not followed us on any of the podcast sites, so Apple Podcasts, 
Spotify, Anchor, etc. Make sure that you hit those follow buttons so that you know when we upload an episode and you're one of the first ones to listen to it. Also, if you can, I haven't had any reviews yet that I can see. Maybe I'm not looking good enough. Um, If you would like to drop a review of a podcast episode or the podcast in general, I encourage you to do so through through any means necessary. Drop me a little review. If you have some advice, hit me up because we get better and better through collaborating and helping each other. So thanks again for that. Shout out time. Shout out to our audience in the US, Canada, UK, Ireland, Germany, and Greece again. Shout out to our Apple podcast listeners, to our Spotify listeners, Anchor, Podbean, etc. Thank you guys for listening. And then our, I'm just sharing with you guys just randomly, our demographics, because why not? Shout out to all of our listeners from teenagers all the way to 60 plus. You guys just rock it up. Whether male, female, non-binary and beyond, thank you for being a part of this community. We love you very, very much. I hope to see you guys. I never see you guys, but you know what I mean. I hope to hear from you guys and connect with you guys very soon. So stay encouraged, stay loved. We got this. Stay curious and go out and learn more.